The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics Okay here on the BICBP Radio Network. I am your host, Andrew Lenz, coming to you every Sunday. And before we get into today's episode, here is a message from our sponsor. Hello, I'm Professor Slurk. Today we are conducting an experiment to see which is more stimulating, Nickelodeon magazine or a herring. Notice the subject reading Nickelodeon magazine is very amused, very entertained, while the subject reading the herring is, well, not. To get Nickelodeon magazine, have an adult call this number. You'll get six issues for $9.97. It has features like news news behind the scenes at Nickelodeon, interviews with really big stars, and a comic book you can't get anywhere else. While the herring just has kind of a fishy smell. Sure. Research clearly shows Nickelodeon magazine is a better choice. To get six issues for $9.97, give this number to the nearest adult and tell them to call. And do tell them about today's incredible experiment. <laughs> On second thought, just give them the number. <laughs> Professor Slurk again with another experiment to see which is more stimulating, Nickelodeon magazine or a tape dispenser. Just the subject reading Nickelodeon magazine is very amused, very entertained, while the subject with the tape dispenser is perplexed. To get Nickelodeon magazine, have an adult call this number. You'll get six issues for $9.97. It has features like who's news behind the scenes at Nickelodeon, interviews with really big stars, and a comic book you can't get anywhere else, while the tape dispenser just kind of sits there. Research clearly shows Nickelodeon magazine is a better choice. To get six issues for $9.97, give this number to the nearest adult and tell them to call. And do tell them about today's incredible experiment. On second thought, just give them the number. All right. So today we have Bryce Benjamin back for, I think, a very interesting topic of nicktoons and our mount rushmores of nicktoons and nicktoons characters yes sir andrew what's good my dude how you feeling my man i'm i'm feeling good about this one i i feel really old like i've done some episodes but i feel really yeah. old and out of touch when it comes hey to bro the- listen and i think i'm gonna be the old man shaking the fist this is this is my childhood right here man listen i, I turned 30 in less than two weeks. I turned 30 September 3rd. So when you uh, invited me on the show to do this episode, it was kind of dope going back, passing the, you know, uh, blasting the past and kind of just like, man, I was like, man, I used to watch this show. Oh yeah, I remember this show. Oh yeah, I remember this show. Your show was lit. So I feel you on that one. I, I feel old too. Cause um, it don't feel that, like, I was like, yo, this feels like just yesterday I was at my uncle's house in the morning watching these cartoons or you know in the afternoon late night and uh 30 you know 20 something years later here we are on your podcast getting ready to talk about it about to do our mount rushmore so bringing the full circle baby full, full 360 right there look at that 
Yeah, this would be kind of like your Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Because I have, yeah, because by the time that came around, Saturday morning cartoons were kind of like dying out. So Nicktoons mm-hmm. and Cartoon Network had to take over for that one. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, I've been looking forward to this one for a long time, man. And um, yo, just real quick, just shout out to, to Nickelodeon in general. Um, they, I can't, I can't express the amount of joy that I've gotten from Nickelodeon. And I, I kind of like sat back and thought about it. And I think Nickelodeon is probably my favorite cartoon station of all time. Now, Cartoon Network definitely has some bangers. Disney definitely has some bangers. Uh, Fox, WB, like all of them definitely had bangers in which I was tuning into and, and watching. But Nickelodeon is the one that I consistently uh, would go to when I was a kid. And even now as an adult, that's the one I would go to if I'm just, you know, me and my girl, we chilling, we vibing, and we just want to throw on something silly. We typically are throwing on a Nickelodeon cartoon. It's usually Rugrats, Hey Arnold, you know, SpongeBob, something. Something's getting thrown on. Mm-hmm. They got Avatar. So it's, it's crazy how uh, uh, Nickelodeon, man, they, like, they're, they're a true powerhouse in my opinion. I think they're the number one. If, if we was, like, seeding, like, the cartoon stations, I think Nickelodeon might have to be my number one seed. Oh, yeah, just based on, like, kids programming for cartoons? Yeah, for cartoons. For cartoons in particular, yes. I think they're pretty much overall. Even their game shows were amazing. Yes, yeah. Like, the show, like, think about just, like, their regular, their, you know, their live-action shows, lit. The game shows, lit. Like, everything about Nickelodeon was lit. And then, like, they they went into, like, a whole new venture because, you know, it was, like, Nicktoons and whatnot. They went into a whole new venture when they went uh, with Avatar, like, they made a whole anime that was lit. Like, come on, man. Nickelodeon was, like, it's, that's, some, that's some power moves that them boys was making over there, man. Shout out to the guys at Nickelodeon. I just, and the guys and girls, excuse me. I just watched all of Avatar, like, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Finished watching Avatar. My son started watching it, and then I got into it. When it first came out, I wasn't about it. Well, what is the first Nicktoon you remember watching? The very first Nicktoon I remember watching is probably Doug. Um, yeah, probably Doug and probably Ren and Stimpy. I think those would be the two that I, I remember first. Um, particularly Doug because I had all the colorful characters in there, mm-hmm. very diverse. Um, and then Ren and Stimpy, uh, as inappropriate as that show was, it, it was it was one of those things that I had to tune into because it's hey man it's Ren and Stimpy they doing crazy stuff man, but those are probably the two. How about yourself? What, what were the two that you uh, that you remember? Uh, it was pretty much when they came out on like uh, Snick and stuff. The 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 I would say the big three: uh, Doug, Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy were like mm-hmm. the big ones that were came out in '91. So I was about eight nine years old so mm-hmm. Ren and Stimpy was real like you said really dip really different really inappropriate but you're kind of at that age where you couldn't pick up on some of the stuff like you can right like, right right yeah you got you're not picking up on a lot of that stuff it was a lot of adult humor in there and uh, in these kids shows that as an adult watching it now is like wow okay this I, is uh I was watching this okay all right I get it I get it. 
I think they all brought their own. Like there was the inappropriate humor of Ren and Stimpy. Doug was like a animated, uh, like a preteen show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it had its like funny moments, but you know, he had to deal with a bully. He had, he had a crush on Patty Mayonnaise. Yep. You know, always hanging out with his best friend Skeeter, wacky neighbor, very like preteen drama. And the Rugrats was just straight like fun cartoon. So yes. I guess they, they all brought that to the table in those original. I guess original three, you can say there. The original big three. Yeah, the foundation. Like that was the foundation in which Nickelodeon was kind of built upon. Yeah. And um expanded from that, man. So yeah. And then yo, it's crazy that you just mentioned like Snick. I forgot all about Snick. That like, they had crazy lineups with Snick. Like I remember all that, Keenan and Kel, Rugrats, AR Doug. Like they, yo, they had crazy lineups with Snick. And then not to not let's not forget Nick Jr. Like Nick Jr. Oh. morning lineups was lit. Like Nick, I'm telling you, Nickelodeon had everything. They had everything for everybody. I was not a Nick Jr. kid. I was. I was. That, you wasn't. You wasn't. Yeah. That was before my time. The closest thing I got mm-hmm. to Nick Jr. is my kids and my little cousin. Mm. The closest thing I got to Nick Jr. Man, let me tell you, Nick Jr. was the ish, my dude. Gullah Gullah Island, Little Bear. Uh, Franklin, like they, man, Nick Jr. had bangers. Like I, like when before I was in, uh, uh, going to school. So you know, between pre-K and kindergarten, I used to go be get babysat, and then my uncle just put on Nick Jr. for me, and I'm just blazing through those shows, man. So Nick Jr. holds a special place in my heart. Blues Clues, oh. come on, man, everybody knows Blues Clues. I, I could clean my whole house when my daughter was younger. I sit around the sit her on the couch and all i got to do is make sure i time it perfectly to get back to start the next episode of dora because we dvr dora all week long for her and i could clean my whole house without a peep because mm-hmm. right back to the dvr right back to man the- dora dora came in and changed the game bro came in teaching kids spanish man that bad door changed the game door Dora was a game changer we got to do an episode on early childhood TV shows because I'll I'm with that I'll, I'll teach you the real one so we'll 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 have to work on that one for next I'm time. with that yeah we'll we'll set that one up too I'm with that because I've been looking forward to watch it to telling the telling you guys what I watched and okay it'll be I think it'll be interesting yeah, yeah I'm with that so we got our Mount Rushmores we're doing shows and we're doing characters. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, I think that's the only way you can really, truly break it down. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, so I was looking at when I was doing, um, kind of just making my list, um, you know, kind of going on Google, looking at other lists and whatnot, kind of trying to get some ideas. I did see one website break it down where there was like, okay, you know, um, all the action cartoons, all of the kids cartoons, all of the, you know, characters and different type of Mount Rushmore categories and stuff like that. But I was like, you know what, man, let's get to the meat and potatoes, man. Like, let's get to the shows that we thought was the greatest and then the characters that we thought was the greatest. Like, let's 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 do that. Let's give the people what they want, because that's what people are going to be tuning in for. That's the conversations that we're having you know, when we when we chilling with our boys and whatnot, and we just, you know, goofing <laughs> off, we talking about our childhood. So now we're going to bring it on to podcast, baby. 
when the adulting is all done, go right back. When to the, the adulting time. is all done, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I tiered the Nicktoons on uh, it's for a bonus episode. The video is actually on YouTube, and it was kind of interesting because this is where I, when I came into it, like I like I said in the beginning of this, I'm at like the very beginning, and then I taper off where you're you're in the very beginning, but then you get to see it grow more so i think my list is a little bit deader than yours Mm -hmm. but afterwards i'd like to throw in some other stuff from from my kids that i've okay they've gotten nicktoons maybe that's probably the best way to put it because they've watched nicktoons and i got some complaints and then i got some good ones that came out so okay i'm with that i'm with that all right so let's go with let's go with shows Let's go with shows. Let's just take the band-aid off. Who is your first Nicktoon show on your Mount Rushmore? All right. So for the first show, I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna start off with Hey Arnold. My guy Arnold. Um, first of all, mean run, man. Hey Arnold had a nice 10-year run from 96 to 2006, I believe was uh the run that they had. Um and from day one, from episode one, like me and my girl, we recently uh, watched the first season of Hey Arnold and uh, we started to get into season two. And I'm like, the first, the very first episode, I'm like, yo, Hey Arnold came in swinging for the fences. Like the, that very first season is one of the greatest first seasons I've ever seen from any show. And I'm talking like 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 banger episodes, man. Like like things that synonymously still in my head, and I was still reference to this day. Like uh, just to kind of give an example, like they're on the subway. We know, we know, stay out of your house. Like things like that, where I'm like, man, I remember just like you know, as a little kid growing up, um, just quoting Hey Arnold, and even to this day, my 30 year old self still quoting Hey Arnold to this day. So I mean, they came in hot. Hey Arnold, and another thing I appreciate about Hey Arnold, first of all, the the the, the diversity in the characters is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you, they they the 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 synopsis is that it's placed in basically a fictional New York City. Um, they're downtown, a bunch of kids just outside going on adventures. You got this little fourth grade kid with a football head. Like, who? First of all, the design of the character. Like, who thinks of that? We're gonna give this little kid a football head. Have him make him look like he's wearing like a a, a kilt. I always thought he was wearing a kilt, but you know, just his shirt going past his going past his, his sweater. The little the little blue hat, the the blonde hair. He's mad cool with everybody. The coolest character, the coolest kid you can ever meet. The coolest room ever. Like he had the the best room set up ever. Living in a boarding house with a bunch of different old folks. His best friend's a black dude, Gerald, with a mean afro. They let they they. The, the way that the, the creators of, of Hey Arnold were able to um, be so culturally diverse, because they had Black kids, Hispanic kids, Latino or um, Asian kids, white kids, like everybody was represented in the show. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, they dealt with like real life stuff, man, like real life stuff, like um, the kid, Chocolate Boy, like the man was an addict for chocolate, like they're addressing that in a kid's show. And hey, I don't help the kid get clean. Like they're they're just literally discussing this on a kid show. Uh, Mr. Wynn, one of the one of the side characters on there, 
his he was torn apart from his family by a uh, war in his country and is in his home country. They did a whole Christmas special about that. So I'm like, man, this show really, really hit on some very um, heavy topics. And on top of that, they always kept it fun. They kept it light. And uh, they did a really good job of balancing that. And I mean, Hey Arnold is, I can't say enough about it, man. That's one of, that's one of the greatest cartoons. And we talk about this greatest cartoons ever. That's one of my favorite cartoons ever. That's in my top 10 cartoons of all time. Um, but Hey Arnold was, was one of us is a truly a classic and definitely got to put that on my Mount Rushmore. So I got that uh, right there up there for myself. I got Hey Arnold on there too. <clears throat> Big not, and it was this like once again, this came out later in the run of my life. I'm almost in high school at this point, but you touched on what I definitely want to touch on is that it was a very community episode. They mm-hmm. it stayed. It was very neighborhood. I grew up in a time where neighborhood was huge. You knew everybody in the neighborhood. Everybody knew you, you did yeah. something wrong. Somebody you got told you did something good. You know, it was very community raised the child back then. And I think that's what Harold is. He learns from everybody. Uh, he doesn't have the regular, just straight mom and dad. He's raised by his grandparents, right. So it's very different in that way. Uh, like you said, everybody is, every diversity is covered from, you know, the struggling kid to Helga where her dad owns a, that's how old this show is a beeper and a cell phone company. Right. <laughs> you know, Big Bob beepers, baby. Yeah, and the, you know, and she's got a little bit more money than everybody else, and but you know, there was always that, and it made you feel it was very childhood. I remember the baseball field one where they wanted to build the baseball field, and they yeah built it in between the two buildings. Stoop kid won't come off the stoop. You know, there was always afraid to leave the stoop. <laughs> yeah, classics, classics, and that's what it and that's what it brought. It brought back a not exactly like not exact childhood memory but a good childhood memory and it was kind of like my nostalgia show before nostalgia show because that's what we did as kids we played in the streets we 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 ran the streets nobody once the street light came on this is when it was safe to do that when the street lights came on you had to head back home right hey arnold and everybody Everybody looked out for everybody. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a, it was, you know, the old saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Oh, yeah. Like that, that show emphasized that. Oh, you know, yeah. like the, the grown ups looked out for the kids. A lot of times the kids were more adult than the grown ups. Uh, but everybody, it was a community always helping one another. Um, it was a sense of love. It was a sense of real passion and friendship and, and family. And it was one of those shows, man, that, it, it, it stuck to those true values and like we like you don't get that you don't really get that anymore nowadays at least in the, from the shows i've seen but it definitely represented what you know growing up as a kid in the 90s what i went through you know and i'm pretty sure what you went through as a kid growing up in the 80s i wasn't like totally growing up in the 80s <laughs> kind of 80s 90s i was born in 82 so but <laughs> i remember i mean you probably been, i grew up most my early years on uh if i got to pick a neighborhood was cleveland avenue in niagara falls mm-hmm. and it was just up and down those streets it was like two blocks of cleveland avenue just up and down the streets all the time mm-hmm. we knew everybody in every single one of the houses we knew what houses not to go by we knew like you said with the subway get out of my house you knew 
I, I, hey Arnold kind of addresses it, but there's people that you stood away from. You know who yeah. to stay away from. You know who is cool. You know who to do this, and you knew you knew everything. And that's that's what makes Hey Arnold so great. Is just every aspect of that show really taught you something. I feel taught you something, or brought you back to a better time. Yeah, it really did, man. It really did. I mean, even and just my last one thing, one last thing I wanted to mention. Um, think about with like Helga, like with Helga, with Helga. Uh, you know, obviously the love, her love interest was Hey Arnold. She had a hard time expressing that, so she, you know, was a bully to him. But then would express her love in poetry, uh, making weird garbage shrines of Hey Arnold in her closet. And you realize that why she's doing that. Like that is Helga's story is deep, man. Like she wasn't getting the love and affection from her parents. Her mom was an alcoholic. Her dad was like was just all about his business and their old their eldest daughter. So she was a young child being looked over, never got really the attention, never got the full, the full like affection and love from her parents that her sisters got. So she's trying to like live in her sister's shadow, trying to chase the boy of her dreams and don't know how to express herself. Except for like you know, um, in poetry and in art, like that's that that was deep. Like whoever thought of the character of Helga and put together that that whole, her whole character arc really really like thought about that. Like th- that might have been like some like real life experiences that the creators was going through, um, or a scene or something like that. So just that that show is so great, man. That that Hey Arnold is very awesome, very deep, very 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 special, and holds a special place in my heart. Love Hannah. It took me a while to warm up to it, but I gotta. I started really enjoying it. It's one of those things where I don't want to watch it. The next thing you know, I'm just watching it, and I'm like, yep. "Oh, this ain't too bad." Can't this change guy. it. Nope. Can't change it. Yep. So, who do you have on your number two? All right. So next on my list here, um, this one is a show that I mentioned earlier. It's 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 uh it's going to be Avatar. And so Nickelodeon, you know, growing up, growing up as a kid in the 90s, uh, watching the Nicktoons and whatnot, you kind of got what Nickelodeon was about. And I first got introduced in the anime on uh, Toonami, on Cartoon Network. So Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, um, uh, uh, what's the giant, the giant robot with the wolves, Gundam? Oh, there's Gundam. What's the other one? Big O. Vol- Voltron? Voltron. Voltron, yeah. Did you say with the wolves? I did say with the wolves. You're done. You're done. I did. I I, I really don't think we could be friends anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, that's how I got introduced in the anime was with uh, Cartoon Network Tsunami. So Nickelodeon, them going into this venture where they made an anime. Like, they legit made, it's it's an American anime, but Mm -hmm. with Avatar, it was so well written. I think Avatar is probably one of the most well written and and well. I'm, I'm trying to find a way to the phrase is the character development in that show is so beautiful from start to finish. Um, just this little goofy kid Aang. First of all, that they, they place you in this a whole new brand new world where people can control elements. We can yeah. control fire, water, earth, air, right? And then there's one person that could do it all, and that's the Avatar. So they introduced that. Okay, all right, all right, I'm hooked. Okay, you got me. All right. 
So uh, there's war. Uh, you got to have war, right? You got to have fighting. Um, one nation wants to take over the other with, you know, real life situations going on as well. And then you have just the, the kid, the, the avatar who has been missing for 100 years and all of a sudden he pops back up and he's found by a couple of water tribe kids, Katara and her brother Sokka. And, then, you know, that's where the pretty much the adventure starts. And their character development. So Aang, you see how he grows up throughout all the seasons. Katara, Sokka, as well as the main antagonist in the first season, Zuko. Seeing Zuko transform from the character of I just want my father's acceptance for me to get my to earn my honor I gotta capture the avatar and my aunt my father will finally love me he'll finally give me the affection that I desire so much he had his uncle right there by his side the whole time who was truly his his real uncle or his real father in uh, Uncle Iroh one of the best characters one of the best father figures in in TV history for me Uncle Iroh still to this day man there's lessons I learned from Uncle Iroh that I apply to life I'm not even gonna cap to you so shout out to Uncle Iroh um and then just the 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 whole character arc um from start to finish for they 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 started season one the way that they finished season one the way that they went into season two introducing new characters introducing a new story arc but they always kept it they always kept the focus. They always kept the focus where at the end of this story, the main focus is that Aang has to defeat the Fire Lord. We're not losing that premises. There's a lot of times where animes and shows may lose the premise of, of why they started the show. Avatar always kept the focus. And they, they the way that they was able to bridge together the start of their show to the end of their show is so perfect. It is so perfect. It is so beautifully done. The, the scenery... Um, the story's written is so beautiful. Everything about that show is so awesome. And um, I had to put it on my Mount Rushmore, man. Like Avatar beat out a lot of shows. It beat out a lot of shows and a lot of cartoons. But um, when, I really, when I really sat back and thought about it, I was like, yeah, yeah, this, this show is, is, is something else. It, it, I mean, it created a whole, uh, a, a whole following. Like this is like an Avatar following. And that's how you know the show is lit. I just I just recently watched that with my son. We we finished it and I'm glad you mentioned the uncle cuz I think that was the best character in that show. Yes. Is that he was always there and everybody thought he was weak, thought he was stupid and all this stuff and he just kept it. He was always cool, he was always calm. And turns out that he was one of the strongest individuals just because he just just relaxed he just Mm -hmm. chilled and it was like trying to tell him just let it come to you things are going to come who cares if it's going to happen you're trying to stuff just let things go and let it come to you and everything is going to work out i mean did it have good in your heart he you know be good be good you know be good and good things will happen to you like Uncle Iroh's like, yo, Uncle Iroh installed that in my head. Like, obviously, my, my parents and my upbringing yeah. and whatnot as well. But Uncle Iroh, like, yo, man, this is what I was learning. Uncle Iroh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you um, confirming that, man. I appreciate Uncle Iroh for confirming that. Like you said, just like this, this dopey looking character, it just so happens to be one of the top five most powerful characters in the whole show. <laughs> and when it came down to fight, man, he was in there. But yeah, he was always so like, Come on, let's, you know, take a hot bath, go steam, go get a mm-hmm. massage, go do whatever. And then, you know, when the time comes, then I'll do it. I'll do it. 
then I'll then I'll fight or I gotta do something. But until then, yeah. I'm just chilling. Man, such a beautiful show. Shout out to Toph. Shout out to man. Shout out to the whole Avatar gang, man. Shout out to Team Avatar. That man, man, that that show, that show is special. That show is special. And then the spinoff, the spinoff too, uh, Legend of Korra. That that was a really good show as well. A lot of people didn't mess with it. I personally loved it. But uh, yeah, Avatar definitely on my Mount Rushmore. My my next one on my Mount Rushmore is Rugrats. Okay. Rugrats was, I think, a little bit something different. Like, I grew up with Muppet Babies, so it, it was kind of the same thing, but Muppet Babies was a little bit different. You understood the characters, but Rugrats was, it's almost, it's almost Toy Story-esque in the way that you see some child, like a baby or something like that, and they're in the playpen, and you always think to yourself, what are they thinking? What are they doing? Yeah. All of a sudden you get to see it. Tommy with the screwdriver and the diaper popping the popping the pen. And you know, Chucky's always scared. Phil and Lil are weird. And then you got the you got the mean cousin in Angelica always messing with stuff. And then the older neighbor and Susie. Susie's another unsung hero of I think Nicktoon characters right there. Yeah. And it's all just so different. And they're always Tommy's always trying to like help his dad, or it's something that seems so small to us, like getting from one side of the yard to another, but it's so big to them. And it was just something fun to sit back, relax, rememberable characters, like crazy. Yeah. I mean, you even remember Cynthia, the doll. That's how much. Cynthia, like, she's a really cool dancer. I remember the song, bro. Look <laughs> into the groove now. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Everybody had, everybody had a personality, everything, every person, everybody had a personality. And it's like Rugrats, that's actually it's funny that you mentioned that's actually gonna be the next one on my list is Rugrats. Oh, is so yeah, we might as well go ahead and talk about it right now. But yeah. um, but yeah, Rugrats, man, that that show, I mean, it's one of the big three, right? That's that's yeah. one of the foundational shows that Nickelodeon built this, itself upon. And um, even to this day, it's it's so synonymous with Nickelodeon. That I, that Rugrats is probably the first show I think of when I think of Nickelodeon. Like, if you mention, like, okay, yo, name the first show you think of when you see this word, Nickelodeon, Rugrats is probably going to be the first one that pops in my head. And for good reason, right? Like, it's such a, it's such a, like, a a care, it's such a carefree, awesome, feel-good show. It's always going to have a happy ending. Mm -hmm. It's always going to, you know, it's always going to be good at the end. It's never, it's never a a conflict that's too drastic. There's nothing that's going to be life-changing or life altering until they got to the movie we'll talk about that um and then um yeah it was just one of those things where just a bunch of babies going on adventures in their own little baby world <laughs> like like that's really what it was like the world is so huge and these little babies like the, their world was pretty much Tommy's backyard like mm-hmm. that's what, what that was their world the Tommy's house in his backyard and um it, it it was it was cute. It was just a cute kids show. Like how, how they how they interpret different things, like how they interpret words and how they'll say different words, like how they just like uh, misinterpret everything pretty much. But in their world, they know exactly what they're talking about. Like it, it was lit. You you talk about like teaching things. I love it when they did like the Passover episode. 
Yes. And they taught yes. you they taught you about Passover and stuff like that. Plus, too, the first episode that I remember watching was the one with chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. And they're all trying to get the chocolate milk or something mm-hmm. of that nature. And it's like a football game's going around in the background and it's going around perfectly. Yep. What they're doing. I forgot why they were wearing helmets. I think it was some new protective gear or something that Stu came up with. But yeah, they they pretty much was like, yo, listen, this is we got football games going on. The ladies are out. We don't really want to be stuck with the kids. We about to put some pads on them, throw them in the playpen and call it a day. What could happen? What's the worst that could happen? And And plus two. Go ahead, my bad. Oh, Tommy Ride and Spike. What kid didn't want to kind of ride you? Exactly. Ride your dog. Exactly. Yo, bro, I had I had pet cats. My mom had two cats. And I seen that. And then, you know, me in little kid fashion, you know what I'm about to try. It, it didn't work out. I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it at that. It didn't work out how I was planning to on it to work out. But um, yeah, Rugrats, man, the parents were in the in the history of of, of TV parents. Rugrat parents got to be the, the like the worst, right? They have they're to be the absolute around. worst. They're ne- they were never around. They didn't see anything. They didn't do anything. Right. Like I, I mean, like the kids were co- like constantly just getting in, like getting into stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, how bad of a parent do you got to be to like always have your kid just messing stuff up, mm-hmm. like always just in stuff and just always out. And you always just at the last minute got to like save them from getting something dropped on their head or from them get, you know, uh, going out in the street or, you know, just like crazy stuff. Like the absolute worst parents. I do not know how those kids was not taken by child protective services. I'm still trying to figure that out to this day. But um, yeah, man, you mentioned it though. Like Susie Carmichael, like her, like the way that they represented black folks in, in, in the nineties, like their, her parents was a doctor and then uh, a dude that wrote for the most popular kids show. Um, what was it, the Gummy Bears? Um, yeah. yeah, man, like it, it was lit. It was lit. They they had Betty in there who was all about female empowerment. Like this was like early nineties. Like I mean, they talking about this stuff. Angelica's mother, the high powered businesswoman, always on the phone. Yes, Charlotte, get me this, give me that, and then the the husband wasn't. Uh, I forgot what his name was. Drew. Drew. Oh yeah, because it's Drew, Stu, and Drew. Stu and Drew. Yep. He's not that strong, like super strong, like head of the household figure when it comes to like he's not the breadwinner. And it was right. like, oh, okay, you know. But the the mother's always on the phone. I'll do this. I'll do that. Or you know, yelling at her assistant or anything like that. I love the I love Dee Dee's parents. Hmm. Because they were like, that was in the Passover one, is they were those old school Russians and they didn't change the accent. Like they were like, yes. they're, from, they're from America, everybody. No, it's like these people are straight off the boat Russian yep. and they're here and they, they made like borscht. I didn't even know what borscht was until Rugrats right. came along. And it was a great show. It really was, man. It was, it was really, it was. It was right on time. That's one of yeah. those shows that it wasn't ahead of his time. It wasn't past his time. Um, it was right on time. It, it, it was a show that was needed. And uh, Nickelodeon nailed it. They, they, they absolutely nailed it with that one. And even to this day, like the, the reboot. Have you watched any of the, the, um, the reboots, uh, the new episodes? No. It, it's different. 
but I kind of like the direction that they're going in. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to incorporate 2021. It's, you know, it's 2021. This is what's going on nowadays. Um, this is what's happening in the world nowadays. So we're going to, we're going to put this perspective in there. We're still going to keep it. We're still going to keep it focused on the babies. We're still going to keep it, you know, uh, uh, looking like this, but we're going to add these elements into it as well. I thought it was very well done. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they release more episodes. Like, there's only like five of them, but, um, yeah, man, Rugrats, man, Rugrats. Shout out to Rugrats. Shout out to Tommy. Shout Angelica, man. She, what a little, little maniacal, little, uh, little, little evil devil, bro. Who like that? Like she was, she was a yeah. That was a powerful character. Angelica was a powerful villain. Like that's a powerful antagonist. I love the good versus evil between her and Susie. Like, mm-hmm. You would think that she had it, and then Susie would come along and save the day. That was, yep. I think, those were like my favorite episodes, where when Susie was involved and she would come in and and save the save the stupid babies as Angelica. Yeah, talk some sense into them, like yeah. Angelica. Hey, hey, listen, like you guys do this, and you're gonna get rewarded. But now you know they're probably gonna get in trouble, or they're probably gonna get hurt. And then you're right, Susie would come in and pretty much talk sense into them. Yep. Like, yo, then no, this is really what's going on, y'all. Y'all need to chill out. But <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to Angelica, though, man. Angelica, she, like, she, when I think of, you know what? I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that okay. point, matter of fact. I'm going to save that point. All right. So, Rugrats was next on yours. I'm pretty sure this is also on yours as well. <sighs> SpongeBob. I, I, I had to put it down, and... I'm looking at it. Yes, sir. It came out in 1999. I am like three years away from graduation. But SpongeBob was so popular and so transcendent that there was people in high school that were talking about SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in my class, it was okay to watch SpongeBob. If you were watching other Nicktoons, you, you might have got it a little bit if you were like, yeah, I still watch it. But SpongeBob was okay to watch. And it is still going today. I think it's the first kind of transgenerational one because, like, I watched it. Now my kid's watching mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It's still actually the only one that's going on from that point. <laughs> a lot of them have gone away. But I don't think SpongeBob's ever going to go away. He gets nope, ever. Annoying, but it is such it is such a great show it's spongebob i've said it i've said it before i'll say it again i'll probably say it until the day i die spongebob is the greatest cartoon ever spongebob mm-hmm. is the greatest cartoon ever it's the greatest cartoon ever andrew i'm sorry man it is is it and it's just one of those things for me Speaking of early SpongeBob, all right, early SpongeBob, because the newer episodes I really don't vibe with all like that. It's 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 not like the comedy that I'm looking for. Early SpongeBob for like the first, I would say, ten years of its run, is 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 everything about it is just so well written. The jokes are just so well written. It's so well timed. It's so well placed. The quotables, I, like Andrew, if you ever just want to do an episode of just SpongeBob and we just want to sit back and go quote for quote for SpongeBob, we could do that, bro. Because I got quote for Zay for SpongeBob, man. This is one of those things like I could be chilling with whoever they'll mention something. I just give a random SpongeBob quote and they catch it because it's one of those things that everybody's seen it, everybody knows what you're talking about. 
it's the funny. I I don't I, like to this day. I can put on SpongeBob right now and just be dying laughing at the stuff that be going on, man. Like the the, the way you live in Texas, you yeah. live in Texas. The way that they came at the state of Texas is hilarious to me, man. Like that is some funny stuff, man. Like they came at the whole state of Texas, but it was fun. It, it, they kept it fun, and it's just one of those things like that, man. Like. SpongeBob is I can't say enough about it. I really can't say enough about it. It's it's the greatest cartoon ever. It's the greatest Nicktoon ever. To me, let me preface that. To me, I should say that. Um, man, like everything about it, the, the characters. Like first of all, like who? The, how do they think of that? How do they think about placing a sponge underwater in the ocean that lives in a pineapple? He lives in a pineapple under the sea. <laughs> like, who thinks of that? Who comes up with that? And then you got, like, just the, the irritant neighbor, Squidward, who just hates everything about him, but he just can't get rid of him, and he and, and low-key, he actually likes him. Yeah. His best friend is a starfish, who is, like, the, the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> you got a, you got a cheapskate uh, Mr. Krabs. You got a cheapskate boss uh, Mr. Krabs, who owns the, the best... Uh, formula ever created for food, the Krabby, the Krabby Patty, right? He runs a successful business. He's a fry cook. He makes a successful living as a fry cook. Like, yo, man, it's just like everything about SpongeBob, you really just sit back and think about it. It's like, man, this is hilarious. Like, that is hilarious. <laughs> like, Mr. Krabs had a whale for a daughter. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Mrs. Puff. This is Puff, the the boating the boating school instructor. Like, think about that. They're driving boats. They're driving boats. Majority of the houses are like mufflers that falling off from 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 the ocean down down into the ocean. Like that's the majority of everybody's houses is mufflers. And then they bring in Sandy, who's a, a marine biologist squirrel living mm-hmm. underwater with them. Like that show is just it, it's crazy. Like the the depth that they went to with this show and. The jokes, it's just like the jokes, the comedy is so funny, it's so witty, it is so smart. It is so smart, man. I love uh, Mermaid and, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, how it's like a Batman and Robin thing. Yes. But they're not like, they're not big time heroes. They're like in their older state mm-hmm. of what they, what they are. And that, that was, I love that. My favorite episode mm-hmm. is... Uh, the pretty Patty's one. And it's only because when he goes and he's mad and he walks up to Patrick and he's like, Patrick, are you mad? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, why? He's like, cause I can't see my forehead. That was something that got me. And I still to this day laugh so hard whenever I hear that. <laughs> That's so funny. Yo, all right, hold on. All right, come on, come on. Let's do it, dude. Let's do it. How about the episode where uh, uh, they're doing, they're having the, I think it was a, snow, what is it, a snowball fight? No, what was happening? There was blowing bubbles. Excuse me. There was blowing bubbles with messages, right? There's blowing bubbles with messages in between them. And then Squidward takes over and just started talking junk to him and whatnot. And then he starts choking on a fork. <laughs> And then Patrick comes over and saves him with the like, the worst CPR ever. Like stuff like that had me cracking up, man. Like just little stuff like that had me dying. Or like the episode where uh uh what was it? 
Oh, man. My bad. I cut you off. What was you about to say? No, I was going to say probably the most iconic one that I could think of that everybody. I've never heard anybody say they didn't like it is the glove world one. Uh Uh-huh. Where he goes and takes takes the raw. He misses the bus. And he just gets, like, caught into, like, this super weird place. Yes. Trying to figure out everything on how to get it back. And it's like, it's it's supposed to be funny, but it's also kind of like so creepy at the same way. That episode gave me anxiety. That <laughs> that that was the first time I think in my life that I experienced and realized anxiety happening. Because this is one of those things where like, you know, when he when he's like touching the candy bar and then like the bus shows up and he's reaching for the candy bar and it goes away and then he reaches for the candy bar and it backs up and he runs over to the bus. I got you. And then the man don't even get his candy bar. I'm like, dang, SpongeBob, come on, man. They did my boy dirty. Did he have to like, my... He waited in line too. Yeah. And then all yep, of a sudden waited. everybody piled it up for the line and he just, yep. couldn't, just could not win. Yep, missed the last bus. Man, they had to talk like this at the end of, at the end of their every sentence. Yeah. Like, I can't understand you. Like, who thinks of that? That's how you got to talk in this re- this strange place that's at a 90 degree, uh, f- uh, 150 foot fall from Bikini Bottom. <laughs> Come on, man. How many? Oh, he's probably had you got Nicktoon movies too. Yeah, a couple of movies in there. Yep, couple of movies in there. Same thing with Rugrats, man. And hey, Arnold, like you know, you know, you a really good cartoon if you got multiple movies. Mm-hmm. If you got multiple movies from your cartoon, you're good. You're good to go. Hey Arnold, SpongeBob, Rugrats. Rugrats got a bunch of them. All the ones that we mentioned so far, they all have multiple movies um, that hit theaters and then also uh, just TV, you know, TV movies. So, but SpongeBob, man, it, I, I'm, I love that show. I love that show so much, man. Just so many quotables, like literally just be sitting there dying laughing in tears laughing. I can't wait to have kids and watch that with my kids, man. I really can't. I'll probably still be on too. That's the crazy thing about it. Yep. SpongeBob will still be something. Still going to this day, bro. Still like, going to this day. 99, I was probably sophomore or junior in in high school and it's still going today and my daughter is a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. that like I'm pretty much she's where I was when I first started watching SpongeBob. That's just crazy how long that's been on. Still going strong. Still going strong. Yeah, it hasn't because I think as it new generations pick it up, like the Simpsons, I feel is dropped. Family Guy is dropped off huge, but something I think SpongeBob is that one that could just pick up next generation, next generation, next generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they adapt the comedy to that generation's comedy style. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because like when you know me, me being a '90s kid, they adapted to our style of comedy. You know, it wasn't like a lot of the new SpongeBob episodes I see. The jokes aren't. Like, I don't know. They're not Taylor. They're not, I don't know. They're not funny to me. Like the new SpongeBob really isn't that funny to me, but, but I watched the older SpongeBob and I see like, man, that, that's a crazy good joke. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, like, uh, Patrick, he's, he's sitting there sweeping the, this floor, the crusty, the crusty crab with the broom upside down. And then the fish walks over. Hey buddy, you just blow in from stupid. Like, you like, who the- you can't you can't you can't do stuff like that but that had me in tears hey is this the crusty crab (laughs) no this is patrick (laughs) (laughs) 
the bubble bass episode with the pickles. Still no another, pickles. No pickles. Right. And I think the only, uh, I think <laughs> what else was cool, like about Mermaid Man and uh, Barnacle Boy, is they were voice. I like. I didn't grow up with them, but like my parents yeah. did, and like uh, Ed Asner and Tim Conway. So it was kind of mm. cool to hear those voices all over again. Mm. Evil, evil. <laughs> the dirty bubble. I always loved that. One. The dirty bubble, the uh, oh. man ray. I gotta... <laughs> like, like the belt. He's like, oh, that's the problem. Yeah. You haven't set M for many when it should be set W for Wombo. <laughs> I actually, we actually got a guy's nickname from our work because of SpongeBob. Because I was sitting there watching with my kids. I don't know if you've ever seen the episode where SpongeBob's got to do like a whole kind of like enter the dragon kill bill type thing where he's got yes. through. Yes. There was a dude at work and his name was Phil. And he like, I don't know. He just never changed his clothes. We were like long hours. So I understood you get kind of tired, but you still got to take care of yourself. And we work like long hours and it, it's, it just, he, he just smelled like he never like changed his clothes or took a shower or anything. So we ended up and one of the characters in there was filthy Phil. And I was like, oh my mm. goodness, how, how did I not pick up Filthy? Mm. So from that day on, he was known as Filthy Phil. Filthy Phil, got him. Filthy Perfect. Phil. Fits perfectly. Man, shout out to SpongeBob, man. Shout out to SpongeBob. I love that show so much. I might go watch some SpongeBob when we're done with the show. <laughs> I might have to. So, uh, man, so what's, you got one more, right? Yeah, I got one more. And it's, it's I think any kid... Or anybody my age, it's got to be Ren and Stimpy. SpongeBob's got some good characters, okay? SpongeBob's got some good characters, but they're not Ren and Stimpy characters. Mm. They're not like Powder Toast Man or stuff like Log or anything like that. I, I mm. still don't. Or the classic talk about things you can't do today. The classic game, don't whiz on the electric fence. I don't know if you've ever seen that, <laughs> that episode where they play the game, don't whiz on the electric fence. Uh, oh my God. I love, oh. Ren and Stimpy was just the best. Cause it was so like weird, gross humor, but we couldn't pick up on it. Like we said at the beginning, it, yeah. You couldn't quite pick up on it. Uh, yap shaving day where you save your, your, shaving scum and you leave it for the for the, for the yak like yeah. Christmas just weird stuff like that things that would just appeal to you as a kid yeah. especially powder toast man he came from a can of powder toast like who even thinks of powder toast like wow. powder toast <laughs> have you ever seen powder toast man oh I've seen that. no I've, I've seen oh, I was wait hold on is that the uh Maybe it's my, it might be a different show that I'm thinking of. I, I do remember like um, a giant like dude with like a piece of butter toast as his head. Is yeah. that the same character? Yeah, it's like two pieces of toast, and it's kind of like split in the middle. But he's got eyes, and when he flies, he flies backwards. Okay. And then when he grabs you, he grabs you with like his butt, like his butt cheeks spread, and then they clamp to <laughs> <laughs> grab you. So, I mean, that was the whole thing, too. And then Log, 
was like they're making fun of slinkies like there was a whole song like what rolls down pears and uh, all that stuff and it's like log 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 i can't remember it but it, it was all it was like all that stuff that just mixed in because it was a bunch of little ones and the one that because there's always one episode that like stands out is the one that when they're in space and uh ren's going crazy and he's got a bar of soap and he thinks it's an ice cream bar and he goes on like this whole like uh golem schmeagle like rambling about this ice cream and he's just sitting there going oh my beloved ice cream bar oh they're all after you it's only like him and stimpy yeah and he's like biting into it and there's bubbles coming out of his mouth it's oh boy to me this is the greatest nick dude because this was it just set everything apart in my book this is the greatest nick tune if i gotta put it like a popularity and use logic and go by what everybody else i would put spongebob but personally running stimpy is not yeah that's your joint that's your jam i I feel you i feel you on that one i remember the one i remember the one episode of running stimpy um where ren had lost his teeth and he wanted to leave something for the tooth fairy so instead of leaving teeth they like plucked like the little like like his veins from his his mouth from his gums that had to be like the most disturbing image i've ever seen from a cartoon ever i'll never forget that like that's stained that's stained in my brain i love red and stimpy i collected comic books i powder toast band had his own comic book i collected powder toast band comic books anything red and stimpy there was one where it was comic where it was a scratch and sniff and i forgot it was some type of foul smell and you scratch it and you smell it and that's what it smelled like but even though it was nasty i still scratched and sniffed it i do it, remember that yeah i do remember those it was running stiffy i yeah. I, had, I had to it's 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 the best i was surprised i didn't put them i'm, I'm not quite sure my memory is not as good as it used to be but for pop culture duos man they're even up up there with that i put them see this is how bad i am i put them over patrick and spongebob mm. where you, I, I, yeah you're like no this old man's nuts that's <laughs> mm, tough that's tough right there but they were so great for for years i was like what is what is stimpy what is stimpy and then finally right there was a cat without a tail and you're like oh that's that's interesting yeah but it's 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 up there it, it's it's my number one and it's definitely on my mount rush my mount rush more of nicktoon cartoons uh, that's what's up man can i can we uh can i give some honorable mentions yeah uh so i got uh i got three honorable mentions they're all live action shows um first of all keenan and kel shout out to those brothers there dope show uh drake and josh I really, really enjoyed Drake and Josh. That was a really good show for me, um, especially being a teenager at that time as well. And then uh, all that, all that, man, like that, that show is, uh, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but that had to be like the first show with like an all teenager cast doing uh, improv. Am I wrong? You're wrong. Okay. Nickelodeon was definitely ahead of time. They had another show called, uh, it was kind of like that, like a bunch of little skits, but there'd be, there was a theme throughout the whole entire episode. It's on Paramount Plus. It's called You Can't Do That on Television. 
And that's mm. where the whole Nickelodeon slime thing came from. Because if they said a certain word, slime would come down. And if they said water, like at a certain aspect of the show, water would come down on them. And it was like this one, there was like one adult figure on the show and he played like everybody. So there would be like a restaurant scene where the guy's name is Barf that runs the restaurant. And he would play that part. He played like the stage crew director. He played like the father and everything else. There was like a fire one where they're in a firing squad. Uh, it, it was like all these different little, it, it, it's very sketch comedy. That's kind of like the first sketch comedy, like all the way through, but you can't do okay. that. Television was like, was like a theme for kids. So it, one that I just recently watched was like jobs. So it was all talk about getting jobs, having hard work, doing that stuff. Actually, Alanis Morissette was on. You can't do that on television. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's it's old like it's started in like 1979 <laughs> it went into like the 80s so but that was okay. the first that but all that was ahead of very ahead of its time yeah all that man that it, it gave a lot of people they start too man amanda Bynes, kenan and kel um yeah for me for the amanda Bynes one i was out by the time amanda Bynes came man in. they gave they gave a lot of people they starts man shout out to all that and and some really, you know, they had Good Burger. Good Bur- the movie Good yeah. Burger came from all that. Like that came like as a sketch, and they made it a whole movie. And that's what that's all. Good shout out to Good Burger. That's one of my favorite Nickelodeon movies. We're gonna do it. We gotta do another one later on down the line. Just Nick shows. I'm Nick, with that. Nick shows because yeah, because I mean, my Nick show was Pete and Pete. I don't even know <laughs> even know who that was. Two brothers. Pete and Pete. That sounds familiar. It's uh one of the members of all that was on there. Uh, what's the Danny from all that? Danny Tamborelli. Yes, 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 yes. I know you're talking about. I know you're talking about now. Yep. With Arnie, Arnie, the strongest man in the world. It was just some like rando guy that would just jump out of nowhere and he'd start flexing and going, "I'm Arnie, the strongest man in the world." That was my that was my show. Man. <laughs> Tell you, Nickelodeon got bangers, bro. Bangers on top of bangers. I got another one that was I didn't realize was like in the Nicktoon category. I don't know if you watch this, but do you remember Kablam? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay. Yo, what? So, what was the? All right, that's the one where they had like the 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 dolls that were like superheroes, right? They yeah. had like a like a uh, a portion of that was that. Uh, actually, and I remember. Uh, yes, 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 yes. What was like the thing that was just like a big like blob or it was like a I don't know what it was. It wasn't like it's like a it was like a, a character, it was like a figure, but he didn't have like no face or nothing. He was just like like a thing. Meltman. Meltman. <laughs> the the flesh was like a uh he man without any clothes, thunder yep. girl, stinky diver, meltman, and then the chief. Yep, yep, yep. I remember that. I remember that show. I didn't I remember realize, that show. I didn't realize like in 2001 they had like an like an episode. Or they had like one they had their own very standalone episode. Kablam was really good. Like I watched Kablam with all the Kablam little- was lit. Kablam was definitely lit. Uh oh, uh Prometheus and Bob, where it's like the alien trying to teach the 
caveman, like certain things, and then like like how to like make fire, just simple stuff that you yeah. And then all of a sudden, the caveman would like completely ruin it and like set the alien on fire and all that stuff. Oh boy, I don't remember that one too much. I remember Kablam. Hey, can I show some love real quick to Nick Jr. real quick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blues Clues, first of all, shout out to Steve. Shout out to Blues Clues. Little Bear was the most lit show for no reason. I don't know. Your, your littlest child, how old is your youngest child? Not old enough to watch Little Bear. Or, or, or too old, uh, 10. I got no single. He's 10? Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a wrap. Little Bear was lit for no reason. I don't know why that show was so lit, but it was lit. I like that was my favorite show as a little kid. Little Bear, uh, Little Bill, Franklin, all those shows there, all lit. Shout out to Nick Jr. Man, Nick Jr. has some bangers. I gotta say another Nick tune. If I was probably like in my kids' age, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, the 2012 series, not this half shell crap that they did. This 2012 series was like really good. Great character. Like I watched it with my son, had great character depth. I didn't want anything to do with it because I'm like 80s, 90s of Ninja Turtles all the way. But it had great mm. character depth, great stories. There was times where he was like leaving the room and I was like, no, I'm watching this. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you want to watch Ninja Turtles? He's like, no, well, I'm like, I got to watch the next episode. Yeah, for real, man. Catch up. <laughs> they, kept, they kept really great with the old nostalgia of like how I remember Ninja Turtles and then kind of gave it a nice twist. So I got to give Nickelodeon yeah. props on that one. That new one, though, they can take away. Get get that out of here. That's not even Ninja Turtles in my book. <laughs> man, Nickelodeon, man. Are we, uh, did well, you want to run through our uh, our characters? Yeah, let's go. Uh, I mean, we pretty much talked about these in depth already, so I don't got to spend too much time on them. Yeah. Um, you want me to just breeze through my four? Oh, uh, we could go. We'll go one at. We'll go alternating. I'm pretty sure we. Might, okay. I'm pretty sure our number one is exactly the same. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So number one, SpongeBob. Yep. Yeah, he got to be number one, pretty much. Um, but then also got on there uh, Arnold. I got uh, Arnold as my Mount Rushmore. I got Arnold as well. This one is my curveball for you. Okay. As a character, face. I'm not sure if you remember Face from Nick Jr. But he was he was the host of Nick Jr. Yes, I gotta put Face in there, man. Face, he when I think of Nick Jr., that's the first thing I think of is Face. Like he is synonymous with Nick Jr. He he is Nick Jr. The character Face is Nick Jr. to me. Uh, he gotta be in my Mark Rushmore. Nick Jr. holds a special place in my heart. And because of that, I gotta put Face on Mount Rushmore because he represents what Nick Jr. was about. I can't stand face. <laughs> that was a sign he used to make. Shout out to my guy face, man. And he would switch colors and I watched him yep. older. So if I was watching face, I was I was babysitting my cousin. Mm. And I think he's like 22, 23 now. So I was babysitting my cousin if I'm watching face. Mm-hmm. And then face would start changing colors. So yep. if I went weak drinking and then my aunt was like, can you watch your cousin? And I came over with a hangover and he started with that color changing. Yeah. That, that messed me up a little bit. And the noise, too. <laughs> like I said, like what you said with that noise, that boop, boop, 
yeah. Yeah, those, 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 those things kind of get to me. Like, I was like, can we watch something else? And he's like, no, I like, I want to watch Nick Jr. The only good hey, there. Hey, see I could fall asleep. I could, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was not the best babysitter in the world, but he was, he was taking care of, he was watching TV. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, Nick Jr. wrong. He wasn't going nowhere. Trust me. He was not going nowhere. He was good. I'm not, and he's, old, he's older now. He's fine. He's got a good job. Uh-huh. You know, you he's go. a little not off, but face would always snap me to it with his little stupid and, oh, mm-hmm. color changing back and forth. And I hated face. He, face introduced me to peanut butter and bananas. He used to have peanut, his favorite sandwich, peanut butter and banana sandwich. And then to this day, I eat peanut butter with banana or uh, bananas with peanut butter because of face. Oh. Shout out to Face. <laughs> Shout out to Face, man. Oh, I can't stand Face. Uh, my character, one of my characters is, I think we kind of went over it, Tommy Pickles. He was mm-hmm. a cool little baby. Nothing was going to stand in his way. He was going to solve the problem, get what he wanted, no matter what. Got to go with Tommy Pickles. I had, so I kind of cheated. Okay. I got Tommy on there, but I put a slash and I put Angelica next to him because I think that Angelica is as important as Tommy is when it comes to Rugrats. Um, I mean, she's the main protagonist, right? And t- excuse me, the main antagonist, right? And, you know, Tommy's the main protagonist. And uh, that show goes as those two go. Like, they're, 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 they're like right there. They're like right there with one another to me. So, um, you know, insert Tommy Pickles or if you want to and put Angelica in there instead, like I'm okay with either one. For, but personally, it's hard for me to detach those two from one another because I think like they, they, they it's like yin and yang. It's like the perfect balance of, of good versus evil of, you know, the, I got to put them both in there together, but kind of, you know, interchange them how, however you want to interchange them. But um, yeah, they're, they're on my Mount Rushmore as well. Okay, so I I get where you're coming from that where they are kind of connected no matter what. Right, right. No matter what, it's 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 those two. Like those two. Like when I think of Rugrats, I think of Tommy Pickles and I think of Angelica Pickles. Like those two. Like when I think of like iconic Rugrat moments, is usually involving one of those two. My last one. I didn't even put him on there, but I think he's an iconic character. Is Doug. And he, when we think of Arnold, even SpongeBob has a little bit more charisma. Here's just Doug. Doug doesn't really have that much charisma. Not really. He's not getting the girl. He's not. He's not Tommy. He's not. Arnold. Uh, no swag whatsoever. No. <laughs> Hangs, his dog his dog had more swag than him Poor way more swag way had, more swag had more swag than doug and it's just kind of that nice little feel like it's okay to just be that way you know it's, it's gonna be a bland just a plain bland yeah. suburban white dude just living his life it's, that's, a, it's, that's what doug was it's okay and then you got your cool friend skeeter you know and everything else but he was mm-hmm. just there daydreaming about being quail man and it was just kind of nice to see 
a character like that, especially in retrospective, where it's he's not super cool, he's not super dorky, he's not anything. He's just there. <laughs> That's all I can say about Doug. But Doug, the the thing I like about Doug, he taught kids to you know it's cool to 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 dream and imagine. It's cool yeah. to like you know let your mind wander, like you know let 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 your mind ex- express yourself um in different ways you know think of yourself as a super like doug had different caricatures of himself he was a superhero he was a a, a secret spy man yeah. you know like he had different forms of himself that he thought of himself as um but then like in reality he was just like you know playing jane do and can i say once again once disney took over doug disney completely terrible terrible terrible, disney, terrible. horrible we don't we don't we don't talk about disney doug like we, we don't discuss that no <laughs> that's definitely something you don't discuss yeah that, they're gonna, gonna lock that one in the box yeah we're gonna lock that box up and we're just gonna throw it over the falls and, and just let it stay there just just let it stay there disney doug is so <laughs> terrible so terrible like doug in itself wasn't like the greatest it was just like in between because you when they've the three that came out you know ren and stimpy doug and rugrats it was kind of like just there like okay here's this and then all of a sudden it's it, it the, the, i will say one one last thing i do want to say about doug mm-hmm. they did give us the word skeet oh <laughs> they did give us the word skeet that came from that show. That came from that show. I don't care what anybody says. The word skeet came from Doug. I've never heard that before. Doug, until I watched Doug, and then to this day, I, anytime I hear that word, I think of Doug. When do you look at that skeet face? <laughs> Roger was such... Oh, he was like one of the worst boys ever. Yeah, Roger was something else, man. The, I got another honorable mention. Uh, I gotta give it out to Rocco's Modern Life. That just yes, barely yes. made. Uh, that's another one of those weird, gross shows, but with it really was great characters. I love the fact that Heifer was a cow raised by wolves. Mm-hmm. Filbert. One of my favorite ones is when this is when the the light up watch, the light up Timex watches were big. And they're getting mm-hmm. ready for fishing, and a whole entire episode. Every time it was dark, he'd look at, he'd just go, "Ooh, ooh, ask me what time it is," so he, <laughs> so he could hit the light, to light it up. And just, "Ooh, ooh, ask me what time it is." <laughs> I'm nauseous. Yeah, <laughs> Mister and Mrs. Fathead. <laughs> yep. Another great weird show. Another thing, nobody knew what a wallaby was. We were like, "Oh, he's a character. right." He's a kangaroo. No, he's a wallaby. And you're like, oh, right. now I know what a wallaby is. Yeah, I mean, Rocco's Modern Life was cool. I did enjoy that show. I really did. Cat Dog. Okay. I didn't like Cat Dog because I actually went over this with Matt the other day. Okay. Talking about this. And he mentioned Cat Dog. By the time Cat Dog came around, yeah, that was what? It looks like 98. All right, so I'm starting to think a little bit more logically, like in cartoons, like the way that we were talking about Rugrats with the parents. Right. So you have cat dog. One Uh end is a cat, one end is a dog. Mm -hmm. Explain to me how this thing goes to the bathroom. That's that's the beauty of cat dog, bro. (laughs) That's the beauty of cat dog. (laughs) 
it was such it was such a, a nonsensical show that it was it was beautiful. It worked. It, it just worked. Like nobody, like we all question. We all had the same question. They even they even references in the show. Like, how did they go to the bathroom? Oh, they, like they, that was they, a big. That was a run. Yeah, that was a running joke in the show. Was like, how did they go to the bathroom? They must have heard me talking because I never. I watched it maybe once or twice, and I was like, I'm done with this. I can't even figure out how it goes to the bathroom. Nick Tunes today are like not anywhere as good, like you said. Um, I'm looking at some of the ones that like my, my kids watched more often. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sanjay and Craig was just a bunch of fart jokes. Yeah, I didn't like that show. Red Winners was just a bunch of fart and butt jokes. Uh, the Loud House, I will give I will give it out to the Loud House. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Loud, and he's one of like twelve. Yeah, he's he's the only son, and he has eleven sisters, and they all live in this house. Oh wow. But, but each sister has their own personality. Like there's a goth sister, a punk rock sister, sister that's into sports, a super smart sister, beauty queen sister, the tomboy sister. So it's kind of cool and how he navigates it. And his best friend has two dads. So hmm. that was kind of cool in a way that they did that. I think that's my that's dope. I think that's my favorite one now. Uh that like any of my kids watch that doesn't make me want to like beat my head up against the wall. Yeah. Cause all the other ones are pretty, I just feel pretty bad. Danny Phantom, my little cousin used to watch. Danny Phantom was lit. I, that was pretty good. I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah. But, Danny Phantom was a good show. My, my cousin had me watching Danny Phantom and then, uh, Fairly Odd Parents. I can't stand the Fairly Odd Parents. I love Fairly Odd Parents, man. Oh, shout man. out to Fairly Odd and Jimmy Neutron. Both of those, man. <laughs> shout out to both of those. Sheen almost made could have been on my character list because Sheen was the only reason I watched Jimmy Neutron. Sheen and Carl. If it wasn't mm-hmm. for those two, I, I don't think I would even touch Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> man, I love Thomas and everything else. I loved how they they did the the cross episode with Jimmy Neutron and Tim and uh, Fairly Odd Parents, but they pulled it off too. Like I'm like, yo, these is two completely different like styles of show, and like they was able to merge them in like the the Timmy Jimmy the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour or whatever they was calling it, and like combine they did it twice. Like they was able to do it twice, and like they did a really really good job with those man. But you, did, I, I was like, Fairly Odd Parents was lit, man. That was that was a really good show to me. Like you had the little dim-witted fairies, you had the the antagonist and and Vicky, you had you know Timmy Turner. He's a kid with fairies. Like he get to wish whatever he wanted to. That the concept was it. I hated, like he got he got what every little kid wanted. I hated the teacher that Mr. Crocker. Yeah, <laughs> bugged out, just bugged out. <laughs> the most bug character probably in history. <laughs> How about it? I'm on Ranker right now. I want to hear how you feel about what Ranker has for the top 10 Nicktoons. Okay. Number 10 is Cat Dog. Okay. Number nine is Avatar. Mm. Number eight is Danny Phantom. Mm. Seven's Rocco Modern Life. Mm-hmm. Six is Jimmy Neutron. Mm-hmm. Five is Doug. Four is Rugrats. Three is Fairly Odd Parents. 
Two is Hey Arnold, and I'm pretty sure you already know what number one is. One SpongeBob, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, that okay, they pretty much nailed the 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 top ten, I think. I would probably rearrange them though. Like I I would have Avatar a lot higher. I probably have Avatar top five. Um I could but I understand why they got like like Doug up there, like hey Arnold, you already yeah, I can see how hey Arnold hey Arnold might be number two for me too. Like that show was really, really good. And yeah, SpongeBob, Rugrats. They had Rugrats at four, you said? Rugrats at four. Over, wow. Over, Fairly Odd Parents at three. Yeah, Fairly Odd Parents wasn't better than Rugrats. Yeah. I would uh I would drop, yeah, I would drop Fairly Odd. I would probably drop Fairly Odd Parents down to probably the the later half of the top ten. That'll probably put them around like where where Avatar is at. I'd probably swap Avatar and Fairly Odd Parents if I had to do that. I'll probably put Avatar 4, Rugrats 3, Hey Arnold 2, and then SpongeBob 1. Yeah, I would do that too because I I don't know. Fairy Odd Parents was like good. But like you mentioned before, Avatar was a little bit more. I didn't realize it was American anime. I thought it was mm-hmm. like straight anime anime. Right. That's how good of a job they did, bro. <laughs> and so I definitely got to put that up just because of the storylines and stuff like that. And if you really dig into it, you, like you said, you learn stuff from that. The character development, it it has the best character development out of any Nicktoon show, the best character development, like the character development for each character and of each of the main characters in that show. Um, it's, they start it's zero to 100. It's zero to 100 and it's perfect. They did it so perfect. I love. Hey, can I give one more honorable mention? Yeah, to a show, hey, you know it's a Nick Junior show. What is it? Gullah Gullah Island, bro. Oh, jeez. Gullah Gullah Island was 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 so dope. That was so dope. The cultural impact that show had was so dope. Like it, it don't give you like okay, Binya Binya Polywalk. He was cool. He was the the mascot of the show. But I'm talking about the actual meat and potatoes of that show. Like you had a, a black family. Um, just being black on TV, like that was that it was dope. Like that was I used to watch my mom. My, my mother made sure I watched that show. She made sure I watched Gullah Gullah Island, and I appreciate her for that because I learned a lot of lessons. And it was dope just seeing people that look like me on the big screen. Like it was dope seeing that. So I, I had to give that. I had to get that shout out before we uh, before we close everything out. I hate Binya Binya Polywog. Binya Binya Polywog. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you, I could do it for so long, and then my like my throat hurts when he's like, "Hey, because bend your bend your body, walk." Yep, it's tough. That joint is oh. tough. I, I got it one time, and then that's it. If I tried it again. I'm gonna be doing the same thing. Oh. Okay, <laughs> I feel bad for the guy in the costume, man. He had to keep the, his knees got to be on fire. His knees had to be on fire. Oh. Or girl, whoever was in the costume. Should play catcher for baseball the way that he was right. Whoever was in there, man. Oh man, bro! I think we did it, man. I yeah, think we I nailed think, it. I think we did. Thank you for coming on once again. Yo, man, I appreciate you, man. This, this, this was fun. This was I. You brought me down memory lane. It's always fun when I could just be a big kid on this, man. I really do appreciate shows like these. And you already know, anytime you want to have episodes where we diving down memory lane on cartoons or old shows or anything like that, hit me up. If I'm available, I'm here. 
All right. No, that's not a problem. We definitely got to do that early childhood one. Because I would love that. Because it's so, I think it was so different from when I was growing up. Yeah. Like the early to mid 80s compared to what you guys had with like the explosion of cable. So I would really like to just dive into that with you. So I definitely got to hit you up for that one as well. But thank you for coming on. Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to talk about? Um, nah, man. Let's, let's plug you, man. Like, yo, appreciate you what you doing. Man, that sounded a little weird. Pause. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> appreciate for everything that you doing, man. On, on all your shows, man. You, you know, you're on the two point. You got your joint going on with here. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate appreciate you always having me on the show. It's always a good time. It's always a good conversation. And uh, yeah, man, that's, I'm looking forward to the next episode. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming on and thank everybody for listening. You can catch new episodes of Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? Every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Audible, uh, bonus episodes every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Helium Radio Network. Go check out the YouTube channel. And if you want to see how I feel about more Nicktoons, like I said, I tiered them on there. And also check out the facebook page always great content there as well and with that being said good morning good afternoon and good night